Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And I'm the only one willing to fight for my love of the red and white and the blue. Burning on the ground, another statue coming down in a town Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. Make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Am I the only one? A little Aaron Lewis there to start off this segment. So clearly, property tax transparency is working even better than proponents had hoped, with 52% of local taxing authorities in Kansas deciding to not increase taxes this year. Joining us now to discuss the clearly positive results we're seeing from the passage of truth in taxation legislation is Dave Traubert from the Kansas Policy Institute. Dave, it's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. Hey, John. It's good to be here. So, uh, Dave, for my listeners who, who may not be familiar with the general concept, truth in taxation laws, in essence, require local taxing units to make taxpayers aware of tax rates proposal before they pass them. And in over 1,900 of these taxing entities in Kansas, they aren't collecting more property taxes this year. Uh, that can be attributed, at least in part, to the passage of truth in taxation last session, right? Oh, yeah. In fact, I'd, I'd say it's almost all uh, due to that. It's just so rare that there yeah. aren't property tax increases. You know, for years, um, citizens have been told by local officials that they're holding the line on property tax, but their taxes keep going up. Yeah. And, and that, that frustration was, was just kept growing. And so what this truth in taxation does is uh, every year when there's new valuations come in uh, for a city or a county, whatever, uh, the mill levy gets reduced. So those new valuations bring in the same dollar amount of property tax as the current year. And then if they want to take in more dollars, they just have to notify citizens of their intent, hold a public hearing and let people come and, and express their concerns or ask questions. And then they vote on it. So there is a record uh, there's no question of what each official voted to do. Well, and and I remember when this was proposed. I remember Karen Tyson, who chaired the uh, Senate Tax Committee, was really a, a pushed this. There was much wailing and gnashing of teeth when the legislature passed this. And, and I, you know, there was the typical arguments: oh, it's against local control, yada yada yada. But I, I just, I never really understood. The object. Well, I did understand the objection. It was because they didn't want to be forced to basically open their books, right? Well, it was you know, John. They they had a lot of uh, objections and concerns and questions, and and there were you know legitimate questions about timing. You know, would they have enough time to get things done in order to hold the hearings? Um, but those were all fixed, and and really, what it came down to uh, is legislators. Uh, starting with Senator Tyson, who led this effort, uh, legislators did a really great job of just continuing to press. Okay, so we've we've taken this away. We've explained that. What is it? And finally, in a kind of a moment of frustration, 
uh, it was um, disclosed that they just don't trust taxpayers. Right. Yeah. It, it, that's it. It's look, if we have to do this, you know, taxpayers just don't understand what needs to be done. We know better than citizens. And so if you put us in this place, something might not be done. And and that's that's what we thought was behind a lot of this. Um, and and it's you know, it's obvious that the you know, putting some transparency on what's actually taking place has made a huge difference for taxpayers. I remember that. I remember that they basically they finally admitted what we all kind of knew, wink, wink, nudge, nudge was going on. It's just they just didn't want to have to tell people. Uh, the, the statewide average is about 52 percent of these entities not mm-hmm. raising property taxes, but there are 23 counties have more than 75 percent of local authorities not raising property tax this year. That's pretty good, but there are still some that are that are going ahead. I guess I, I just don't understand. Is there really a need? You've got pandemic money that has flowed through from the federal government to these local entities. Why are they still needing to raise taxes? Well, that's a great question, and, and that's what uh, those are the kind of questions that need to be asked. Obviously, when you find that many local entities uh, that can get by with the same dollar amount of property tax, it, it obviously can be done. Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting that uh, not all of the uh, ones that didn't increase taxes are small, but a good, probably more so than, than aren't. Uh, there were some large counties like Reno County and Saline County that um, chose not to raise property tax this year. It really comes down to whether the government and officials want to go through their books and find ways to make ends meet without passing a burden on. You know, they'll say, and it's true, you know, our insurance costs are going up and we have inflation and all these things, but so do their constituents. And local officials are wanting to make it worse by adding a tax increase to the burden. So basically they want people to adjust their budgets so that the government doesn't have to. Yeah, that that's the sad part. Um, I so, Dave, I, I want to pivot a little bit here. Um, you guys really do a fantastic job. Every session, I know you're you're kind of watchdogging legislation, keeping an eye out for taxpayers in particular. Uh, is there anything in particular this session that you're keeping an eye on that we should look out for? Well, there's a lot of things moving. Uh, you know, the redistricting maps um, is 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 one of the big issues. Uh, this billion-dollar handout. Yeah, that, I'm uh, curious Governor what you Kelly think on that. Legislators are, are seem hell bent on doing um, is is taking up a lot of oxygen right now. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I'm that that one I do find very curious. Is uh, you know you're you're sitting in a situation where. I've talked to on the air, I've had a couple of interviews, and we'll talk with Representative Christy Williams a little bit later in the show about it. I'm curious what she'll say. But I've talked to reps off the record who you would think know, and even they are not in the know. And and here's my issue. If I were, and you know I served for four years, if I was a state rep and I was asked to, to take this vote, it's hard to then go back to my district where I'm going to be obligating taxpayers potentially to cut a multiple hundreds of million dollar check to a company in perpetuity 
without knowing who I'm cutting the check to, without knowing any of the details, yeah. you're coming, and especially when we all pretty much know this company, if it comes here, the plant's going to go in Kansas City. How do how does a guy from Meade, Kansas, how does a guy from Clearwater, you know, explain that to his district that, uh, yeah, I'm using your tax dollars to incentivize jobs in Kansas City, and I didn't know anything about it? Well, it's even worse than that, John, because, um, you know, this is giving this money away is going to minimize opportunities to give taxpayers relief. And here's the irony. The reason that they have to throw so much of of a subsidy at a company like that is that we're not competitive. Our taxes are too high. And and yet, so instead of doing something to reduce that barrier and, and give all Kansans a break, give all Kansas companies a break, they're, they think, and this is, I think this is what part of what's driving it. They think that just landing this deal, it's the silver bullet. You've heard it from, from Topeka, from some of the leaders. This is going to change our economy. It'll make a difference. It is not a silver bullet. We still have all of the barriers to economic growth that have been here for five decades. And that's not going to change until they get spending under control and let people keep, people keep more of what they earn. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I, I think you know I'm not a big fan of incentives, but I also recognize it's kind of the game you have to play the game in order to to be on be competitive. This one just seems so yeah. uh, egregious to me. But it is. It is. It's something that you know. That you're, you're right. You can't. Um, you're not going to win by unilateral disarmament. But you can't win. A state like Kansas can never win an economic war where the guy with the biggest checkbook wins. Yeah. We're just not going to win. You have to find another way to win. But that's, so that's one of the big issues. Education issues are huge also. Uh, that parents are pushing for uh, a lot more uh, opportunity to see what's going on in their schools, to have a say in it. Uh, there's a big push for real uh, educational choice in Kansas. And, and there's, there's been a lot of good, good discussions. In fact, one of them was in Representative uh, Williams' committee. She, she's leading the charge on several of these things. And, and so it's, it's going to be a really interesting session. Well, Dave, I, we can always count on you guys to shed a light on this. Lord knows mainstream media won't. Uh, we shared your recent article about this on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. But if folks want to read it for themselves, they can also find it at sentinelksmo.org, correct? That's right. And there's in that article, there's a link to our site called KansasOpenGov.org, where you can go see a list of what you can see what every one of those 3,800 local entities uh, is doing this year. Well, I much pr- they're raising taxes or not raising taxes. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, as always, you guys are great, uh, a wealth of resources. Carry on the fight, my friend. Hey, thanks, John. Good to be here. Take care. We'll be taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, State Representative Christy Williams will be with us to bring us our legislative update from Topeka. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.